Welcome to One Thing Queer. My name is Jenny Baton and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Kelsey Wren and my pronouns are she, her. Hi, friend. Hello. How are you today? Oh, it's a, it's a it's rough a rough day. <laughs> it's a little hard to make jokes today. Yeah, to it be is. Real. Um, today we got some pretty devastating news um, in regards to um, the whole abortion situation mm-hmm. um, in the country. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's kind of put a damper on the day. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely like a sad day. But um, yeah, I think we're, we both feel the same way. So just like, (laughs) no, you're not alone if you're feeling that way. Yeah, definitely. And it's, uh, it's not even like, I feel like the people who know, know. So I feel like I don't even need to say Mm -hmm. like how (laughs) we're feeling, I guess. Yeah. Um, It just, I don't know, sucks. It sucks. It sucks. And it's awful and ridiculous and devastating and I don't even know. I'm at a loss for words kind of, but we have so much to talk about today that it's like, ugh, we're going to push through and because this is also important. Yeah, this is a really important episode and we're very excited to talk about it. But before that, I guess we'll just shoot the shit because we haven't like seen each other. I I feel like how long, I know it's been like a week, but I don't know. For some reason, since I've moved, I feel like it feels like longer. Yeah. Since I haven't seen you, (laughs) doesn't it feel that way? Yes. (laughs) And I've just been like so busy with work that I've just like haven't I've been kind of silent. Yeah, same. It's it's hard too. Like I, I think about it too. I'm like, when's the last time I called my mom? Yeah, <laughs> like stuff same. like that. Because I'm, I the days just go. Yeah, and there's things to do, and you run through it, and then it's and if you have a free day and you occupy it with uh, some actual fun in your life, then you're like, oh, it's another day that I was busy doing yeah. something. So yeah, yeah, but um. I don't know. How's <laughs> your week been? <laughs> it just worked and stuff. And we had a re- weird, like, torrential downpour uh, Wednesday. The thunderstorm. It was wild. It was wild. I would think I woke up at, like, 2 in the morning. Oh, wow. And it was, like, really gnarly. I just And I don't wake up. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a very deep sleeper. Same. And it woke me up. Yeah. Because it was so gnarly. I mean, I did. I do sleep with my window open. So oh, okay. maybe that's why. But, wow. yeah. Yeah, we were watching a movie and like it was like interrupting the movie like we had it like hella loud and like it had like a loud score to it and everything and uh, I'm like Bernie just kept on pausing it and he's like just listen like this is wild I'm like oh she mad yeah (laughs) you could this does not sound like nature like something's mad out there like you could feel it it was really 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 wild to to hear but yeah i mean i hear that some people lost power and thankfully we didn't but that that sucks too i hope they're okay obviously by now it seemed like an emotional storm right it was there was a lot of emotion it was Mm -hmm. and like uh, like i said we just listened and like just listen to it because it it is trying to tell you something Mm -hmm. it was really and it was out of nowhere out of nowhere it was yeah. like 90 degrees the day before yeah and the next day it was like 100 Hot. and something mm-hmm. flipping degrees mm-hmm. it felt like earthquake weather kind yeah. of or like we call it um 
river weather like <laughs> florida my, weather kind of my family like when we when we used to go to like the river like it's hot but it's muggy and wet and it could rain also it's really it's weird disgusting. it's disgusting i felt like i couldn't breathe yeah I was like Ugh. yeah and it's like smells like rain but it's hot mm-hmm. from the rain Ugh, it's a whole anyway mm-hmm. but that's just it just been working and stuff but i'm like super also bummed today because the destroy boys show got postponed I'm so have to wait till august i'm sorry it's okay that sucks yeah one of the members got covid or something yeah so they're doing a little quarantine for that so they postponed a few shows but it will happen it will happen <laughs> all in all in due time yes. and it'll probably be an even better show that's what i think too mm-hmm. so it is what it is oh okay. <laughs> <They're chefs. laughs> she says hello she says hi she's like i'm here <laughs> no Uh, so how was your week it's been good i've been just busy with work um still getting settled into my new place and yeah just been exploring the area a little bit more with like food places i really want to like get out in nature because i'm surrounded by nature where Mm -hmm. i live there's a lot of trees and i live right like behind my apartment complex there's a park and I have taken walks before around the neighborhood, and the neighborhood seems really nice. Um, like, the neighbors will say hi and things like that. Mm-hmm. I love my roommates. My roommates are so great. And, um, yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been a busy week. Um, I didn't really sleep well last night. I think it's because I ate really late. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's yeah. been good, friend. Yeah. It's just been busy. It's been nice to have full normal days like a normal person like right after work like yesterday i worked like a few hours and then i came home and i was like wow i could lay down and watch something so i like lay down and watch something and i don't know like i'm still trying to fight that like feeling of guilt of having leisure time Mm -hmm. because i'm not used to having leisure time Mm -hmm. so it's it there's still part of me that feels like guilt yeah (laughs) if i like lay down on my bed for like an hour and just watch something i'm Mm -hmm. like i I should be doing something yeah i could have been doing this and i could have been doing that but i mean i i did wash or clean my my bathroom (laughs) i'm like okay i'm like i need to do something productive so i clean my bathroom (laughs) well that's something i mean that's also i guess a little self i don't know i don't want to say it's self-care but (laughs) keeping your environment healthy is good i guess it is i feel like it's really good for your mental health and like i i was always like i would always do my bed every morning but now more so like i i like to keep my place tidy Mm -hmm. and like do my bed every day and like it makes me feel good yeah it does something to my mental health and i feel like i haven't really been on my phone i've been more present recently um present like in like being around people around me i guess Mm -hmm. but not so much like on social media i've been posting a lot of stuff for work um because i i have stuff to post Mm -hmm. but yeah it's been it's like i feel like i entered this new phase in life and it's it's exciting plus on your phone yeah yeah same uh we did like gardening like all of tuesday because i was like i just need to like i need to touch things (laughs) and like touch grass yeah and disconnect (laughs) yeah and it was really nice not to be on my phone the whole day because it's just it can put you into this like zone and you almost like can't it's like um it's like a black hole of just your mind getting sucked basically for sure yeah and you're exchanging energy Mm -hmm. with like the whole world basically so 
Well, so getting off your phone is healthy. Definitely. <laughs> it was definitely, and it's nice to be able to recognize that too. Cause mm-hmm. Monday, like, I don't know, I was having like a Monday night. I was like not in a good mood. And Bernie was like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. I'm irritated and I don't know why I'm irritated. I'm just like, ugh. like, I feel like I can jump out of my skin right now. Like, I'm just so irritated. And so the next day it kind of started off that way. And he's like, we're getting out of the house. We're doing things like, so we went to like Lowe's and got like seeds and like did a second round of planting stuff. And after that, I was like, okay, I feel better. Like, but recognizing that was like, okay, yeah, I need to get out today or I'm going to like, it's not going to be good. I'm just going to sink further down. So Maybe, yeah. maybe we were anticipating what, possibly the news today. <laughs> yeah, I I have been since because it was supposed to be, I don't know, not to get all the way into it, but yeah. it was supposed to be handed down Wednesday. And that's, you know, that was the anticipation mm-hmm. for that, too. And, every, you know, but it is what it is now today. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was, <laughs> I guess that was our heavy, our heavy, heavy shooting shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So what are we talking about today? So today we are going to be touching base on a very historic moment in history in LGBTQ history. Um, did I say history twice? <laughs> um, it's a lot of history, so a, you can say it twice. Yeah, it's a lot of history um, surrounding Stonewall and, you know, the accumulation of <clears throat> stories surrounding Stonewall and what happened before and after. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're just going to be kind of touching base on it. But we do want to disclose that there are many stories surrounding Stonewall and we don't want to discredit anybody. We don't want to um, uh, claim that we know everything because I feel like we watched a lot and we researched a lot and there was multiple different stories Mm -hmm. all over the place. Mm -hmm. So we're not claiming to know it all. We're just kind of gathering the information we gathered and sharing it with you all Mm -hmm. and you know you if you have any input or things that we missed please feel free to reach out to us you could email us or um, tell us on instagram dm us but we really thought it was important to do this episode um as the finale of our pride month Mm -hmm. um we really wanted to end on this episode um you know end with a bang because i mean i think we carry our pride every every um day Mm -hmm. but um like we wouldn't be able to celebrate pride if it wasn't for all these things that happened Mm -hmm. um during you know the the stonewall riots and whatnot so and that's the that's the thing too is it's uh we want to respect everybody's experience there every all the experiences we've heard Mm -hmm. even though they might be not everyone saw everything happen at all times it was huge and it was multiple days so everybody has a little bit of a different story but we want to respect all those stories because that's their story Mm -hmm. of being there um so yeah that's um yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm kind of like at a loss for words a little bit. It's hard to focus today, to be honest. Yeah, um, it is. But yeah, we do want to just respect everybody's stories. There are some like definite facts about what happened that night and how it came about. But everybody's everybody's experience that night was valid. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure we respect all of that. And if you have a story, again, if you have a story that we don't know about, like, please, please let us know. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Should we do the like, the little overview? Of yeah, we can do the the like leading up to it, what how it happened yeah. and all that. Okay. So basically, um, so I want to state first off that I got um kind of my I guess facts and stuff like that, 
um, like my knowledge, I guess. Um, so I listened to a couple podcasts um, and I watched that Stonewall, Stonewall Uprising on Amazon. Um, and I think we also both watched um, The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson mm-hmm, on Netflix. On Netflix. And then I also um, read a lot or listened to a lot of podcasts from it's a podcast called Making Gay History with Eric Marcus. Um, he has a great series on season in his season five about all of this. And he speaks with ac- people who are actually there. Mm-hmm. He has interviews with Marsha P. Johnson and her um, roommate, Randy Wicker. So there's a lot of good sources there. So this is kind of where I'm pulling this. Also, just like the internet it, and YouTube videos, stuff like that. So yeah. I've, I, <laughs> I, listen, I pretty much watch stuff all week just so I could have yeah. it like in my head. We were, we were both really like... I guess a little nervous yeah. and anxious to do this episode, but I really, I think we both really wanted to do this mm-hmm. um, just because that we thought it was important um, to our history. And um, and th- there's a lot of things that I didn't know. I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. There's Same. a lot of stuff that I didn't know. And, it, you know, it, it's important to real- recognize that all the rights we do have to this day mm-hmm. um, are because of all these things that happened yeah. and because of the people before us and the trans women that were in the front lines. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. (laughs) All right. So we'll set the stage, I guess. So in 1969, um, homosexual acts were illegal, basically. And um, because of that, um, LGBTQ people weren't allowed in bars. And basically the law was any one gay person in a bar could make the bar seem that it's disorderly. So they would shut the bar down. Mm -hmm. So bar owners wouldn't let them into the bars. Um, so because of that, like they, they never had a place to go basically. And actually like the mafia, I'm going to say stepped up, but also they didn't do this for their own voyeurs, like their own, uh, you know, (laughs) goodwill to humanity. So basically, um, in Greenwich village, there was a lot of like the bars were run by mafia Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what they did was they did it because they weren't they weren't afraid of the cops shutting them down because they would pay them off Mm -hmm. um and they weren't afraid of the cops um getting raided or anything like that because they would also get tipped off to when they were going to get raided and basically any bar that would let a gay person in before them could lose their liquor license and the mafia bars ran without liquor licenses Mm -hmm. but because they did that there was no regulations no safety so they would like overcharge for drinks like overcharged to get in, water down the drinks, like they could do whatever they want to these people because mm-hmm. they weren't allowed anywhere else. So that's kind of like how it, how it's how the I, gay bars. So one of the prominent gay bars was Stonewall, Stonewall Inn. Okay, yeah, I was getting to that. Yeah, they weren't heroes because of them gouge, price gouging and all this stuff like that. So at that time, there was uh, the New York City mayor was trying to get reelected. Mm-hmm. And the way he was doing that, the campaign he was running out was like cleaning up the streets. Mm-hmm. So like that's further prompted the police to do like uh, the raids on all the bars and stuff. Um, that was it. That was it led to a lot more hate crimes and vigilante stuff as well because of this. Um, sorry. There you go. <laughs> Okay, so it led to a lot more vigilante doing hate crimes and things like that because of this whole clean up the streets thing. Um, so, like we said before, the mafia would get tips on how they're going to, or when, when they're going to be raided. And they were actually raided like a few days before Stonewall happened. Mm-hmm. And so when they got raided again, it was confusing because normally they did it on a busy night and they could like round up a bunch of people at that time and, and basically arrest a bunch of gay people at that time mm-hmm. because there were so many in there. But this one was different because one, they didn't get um, 
a heads up. And two, it was like a weekday when like not a lot of people were there at first. Yeah. Um. So that was really because before they like they would get warned and they'd like hide all their money basically. So this time, like even the bar owners were pissed because they didn't get a heads up. So mm-hmm. even they were like joining in being mad um, at that time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they started rounding up people, and this is kind of one of the first, um, I guess, stories of how it started. So. Um, there was a particular, uh, they, she's self-described as a butch lesbian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she was getting messed with. The cops were messing with her, basically, and she was fighting back. Mm-hmm. And basically, at one, so they start dragging her out of the out of the Stonewall Inn. And she's telling the crowd outside, like, what, like, look at this. What are, like, basically, like, help. Like, what are you guys are just standing, standing there? there. Yeah. Help me out. So everybody started throwing things at them. And that's kind of like what? when, <laughs> that's when it jumped off, basically. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, they tried like people were mad, and there was actually some interesting stories about in in up uh, in the Stonewall uprising where, um, I guess well the people were talking about how they were like the cops were like bewildered that they weren't that the that gay people were actually fighting back because normally they just let them do it and mm-hmm. let them take them to jail. Yeah, I heard somewhere that they they targeted gay people because it was the easiest. Uh, demographic to arrest and Mm -hmm. they had to meet a quota every month yeah so raids were probably like the easiest way for them to meet their quota Mm -hmm. hence the crowded nights hence hence the crowded nights and this particular night i heard it was the the day of judy garland's um, funeral Mm -hmm. Um, so i guess it was like the day before because this happened like around 1 20 in the morning Mm -hmm. so like the day before technically um was the funeral so they were you know i think gathering for that reason and i think that's why it was like a busier night than usual mm-hmm. um during the week mm-hmm. yeah that's a there's a lot of different things that like that's kind of like the uh, i don't know theories the, the theories <laughs> i guess of what happened i don't lore is a good way i think to say it also yeah um so yeah basically that's that happened so you know once the the one particular lesbian was getting <laughs> messed with they she was like hey help me out basically yeah and everybody started fighting back and it kind of erupted from there and you know bottles were being thrown they set the place on fire like that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of the end of it and basically from that it went on for like five or six days mm-hmm. um and kind of the same night too so they kind of i guess the fire got put out so they tried to reopen the next night mm-hmm. and it was the same story the cops came back everybody started fighting again and it just kept going on like that for a couple of days and then a, uh, a couple of days after that that's when we first got the first gay pride march mm-hmm. so before stonewall there's actually there was two societies or two um, organizations that were like the first gay organizations um so um the Mattachine society mm-hmm. which was like the gay man one yeah. and then there's the daughters of belitis 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 the daughters of belitis mm-hmm. um so they actually them and along basically out of stonewall they also made the organization the Gay Liberation Front. Mm-hmm. So that also was another one. And I think they all kind of came together because they all also had different ideas on how to go about getting rights, basically. Yeah. So they all had to kind of um, agree on this, that they're going to do like a pride march and everything like that. Because um, actually, the the like this is what I was saying before, is that it's kind of like this isn't the first time, like, gay this, people stood up for their rights yeah so in night i kind of want to shout out to this too because i think it was really cool um in 1966 three members of the Mattachine society uh like staged a sip-in but it's like a sit-in yeah um so they went to bars and like basically like 
declared that they were gay and like were out and proud about it and waited for the bars to kick them out so they could sue them Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like they could like get their rights for it so that was really cool to like see that they like they were trying to do something about it but also i mean to be real the mattachine society had a little bit of problematic views too because they kind of just they weren't exactly happy with like drag queens Mm -hmm. and like the they wanted it they wanted gay people to look like suit and tie straight up Mm -hmm. like that kind of thing they weren't also accepting of other yeah. kinds of gay people or yeah. other members of the lgbtq so yeah there was still a lot of problematic yes. uh views yeah. during that time mm-hmm. amongst our own community mm-hmm. um and we'll touch base on that um yeah. w- when we talk about sylvia rivera mm-hmm. so that's kind of that's kind of the basic gist of what happened stonewall but mm-hmm. i guess um like you were saying with the mattachine so um I know a lot of it, I mean, we can get into that now. A lot of it, too. So we always talk or we always hear that, like, Marsha P. Johnson was, like, the who threw the first brick. Yeah. Things like that. And I think, not that, not that she didn't, because, again, it's everybody's different account. But I just, I think it's more of a way to say how she was much more, in the trans community, was much more influential in Stonewall than they were given credit for. Yeah. Because to be real, even in Stonewall Uprising, the movie, it was in tw- made in 2010. It's... There's like no, I mean, they talk about drag queens, but they don't also talk about trans people. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's blatantly left out. Yes. Um. So I think that's kind of where that comes from is that like, hey, remember that trans people were also a part of this. Not even just a part, but like the, pr- like part of like the biggest movement. Yeah. Um, they were like the biggest part of the movement. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were the frontliners. Mm-hmm. Um yeah <laughs> yeah because even there's um in that death and life of marsha p johnson mm-hmm. that they were talking about how like there was another it was a gay pride like the year later and they were mm-hmm. telling like the trans people and drag queens to like go get out of the oh, gay yeah. pride yeah and sylvia rivera goes up on stage and was like wait a second like yeah we've been here like you know we've, we were there yeah and oh my god there was that scene or not that scene but that mm-hmm. moment and it was so heartbreaking because yeah. you just hear the crowd booing, booing sylvia. sylvia rivera and and it just goes to show that even now to this day, to this day, mm-hmm. trans people don't have the same rights mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. And and it just goes to show that, yes, like tra- we owe it all to the trans community. Because mm-hmm. even them too, like uh, Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera were also like they started Star, mm-hmm. um, which helped a lot mm-hmm. of like transgender kids or gay kids on, on the street. street. They tried to get them housing. They tried to like do a community which not that which the other organizations weren't doing yeah and if they were they did not include the trans people in those like services so they really like started that that you know sector for them to get help and to have people to you know they were kind of like like godmothers of it like they Mm -hmm. you know or even though they were so young as well like sylvia Sylvia rivera was like super young yeah and she died very they both died very young yes yeah died very very young definitely yeah i did want to touch on the term transgender wasn't used back then Mm -hmm. um that term was actually not coined until um the early 1990s Mm -hmm. and i do have a quote um from the stonewall book uh, published in 1993 by martin debine i believe i will link it down below um, and it is from Sylvia Rivera, and she says, I am the straight person's stereotype in the, gay, in the gay community. They don't want their children to be exposed to someone like me. Even my own community, the gay community, doesn't want to be bothered with people like me. We get beaten up by our own, and it hurts. 
we are the low trash of life, mm-hmm. which is absolutely heartbreaking. But yeah. it, it just puts things into perspective that during that time, Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera didn't get the recognition they have um, until today. Yeah. Like, and and it's kind of shitty when you think about it. Now we 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 see them and there like there's people profiting off of what they did mm-hmm. and during their lifetime they weren't recognized yeah and that's absolutely like so sad mm-hmm. yeah that is so sad and heartbreaking yeah there's um it's it's heartbreaking also because they were like really also good people mm-hmm. they really tried to help everybody in mm-hmm. the best way and there's a good quote actually uh, like. Um, in that that documentary and in the in the interview um, on making gay history, um, Randy Wicker was uh, Marsha's roommate, mm-hmm. and he talks about like Marsha like always like oh you like my scarf here you go it's mm-hmm. yours and I was like oh that's so like who is that giving it's yeah. it's cra- it's crazy yeah and it's you were right about the the transgender like that that's why Star actually has like a more it's more of a derogatory term now, but that's. Because it wasn't, I don't think Marsha, because Marsha would have called herself a drag queen. Yeah. But I think it's because we didn't have that language before. Yeah. I'm not going to put words in her mouth, obviously. So yeah. I, I think that's that's why we are saying transgender, I think, if anybody yeah. is a little confused. Yeah. So. Yeah, it would be like what we would identify as a transgender woman. Because mm-hmm. um, back then, they did use terms more like queen. And then the other term that I don't feel comfortable I'm, saying. I'm not going to say um, it either. It's another T word that yeah. would be a slur now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um And... That's just like the language they used back mm-hmm. then. So yeah, we just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then another term, I don't know if you heard it, was scare queens. Mm-mm. And so scare queens was basically, um, I think Sylvia was talking about it. It's basically putting enough makeup to freak people out. Mm. So they would do that on purpose. So it would be like, you know, younger queens that would go out in public and like they were trying to rebel against like their parents generation Mm -hmm. and they would call themselves scare queens Mm. yeah cool Mm -hmm. yeah no that so like i guess kind of like the lore is like people's stories we can get into (laughs) so like kind of in like um in stonewall uprising they were talking about like the chorus line of queens Mm -hmm. so like i i don't know that this is their account of what happened so i'm not going to discredit that so they were talking there was a, a couple men talking about how they were all dressed up in drag, basically, and, like, the cops were coming at them with their shields and stuff, mm-hmm. and that, like, they would, like, chorus line kick against them, basically, and yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, it's funny, but it's, like, so, like, they were also having a ball, like, messing with these cops, yeah. which was, like, it's a way to fight back, and it's a way to hide, like, to make light of it or to laugh about it is the way you hide your pain. That's a lot of what they were doing as well. And another story, actually, what I was going to touch on earlier is that, so they were talking about also that they had the cops so outnumbered because there were so many people there that they, they would actually, like, chase them around the around <laughs> the Stonewall block so um, or the block that Stonewall was on. So the cops would go one way and the queens would meet them on one side and then they would go the other way and they'd meet them on the other side and they couldn't tell if it was a new group of people or it was the same group. And that was one of the guys was saying it was just crazy because we were just running back and forth to like show them that they're not going to win. Like and that that group of um, because the original group of police, because it wasn't a lot of people. Um, they were locked inside the stone wall mm-hmm. to for like their safety, yeah, quote unquote. And um, so the other the other group of cops was like their their tactical force basically, and it was like they had all like their riot gear and stuff, and it was just these these 
queens and gay people in their just like street clothes, their clubbing night clothes, yeah. fighting against this. Like, I think it was also because they, like they were outnumbered mm-hmm. because, like we said earlier, they weren't used to queer mm-hmm. people fighting back. Mm-hmm. So that's why they didn't also like prepare, I guess, in advance yeah. <laughs> of like how many people, yeah. you know, were actually going to fight back. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what made a difference that day or those days leading up to it mm-hmm. was the fact that, you know, like people were just really just tired. They grew tired and they were over it. It just goes to show that people <laughs> end up growing tired. Yeah. One of them was saying, because like, I think at that point, one of the men was saying that uh, he saw that like like black people were standing up for their rights mm-hmm. and women were standing up for their rights mm-hmm. and he was kind of like why don't we do that kind yeah. of like it kind of clicked in his head basically and I guess that's the night that it that jumped off where it was like time time to do that basically and it, yeah I don't know <laughs> so that he was like yeah he kind of got inspiration because it was actually interesting because a lot of in that Marshall P. Johnson documentary, there was a lot of people who were, like, also at, like, the civil rights movement mm-hmm. rallies. So, like, they were already fighting for rights and just kind of like, hey, we should also fight for rights for mm-hmm. these people. And it was, I don't know, just really nice to see, I guess, that intersectionality. Yes. That they were like, hey, we, you know, we care about all of you, mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> it's crazy. Because <laughs> yeah. there's, like, endless stories and you hear different perspectives from different people, I feel mm-hmm. like, in all these documentaries and all these podcasts. Like we said, I feel like there's truth to all of it. Mm-hmm. I think there's truth. You know, everybody has their own truth and different perspectives. Like, there was a lot of people there that yeah. day. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean... Yeah, there's a lot of people there, and there's a lot of people who also maybe feel the same way they did at the time. So they might leave out other people's stories, yeah. and that's kind of what we learned. We've learned as well. And we uh, have to remember, they were a lot of them were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I'm sure. Yeah, you know, it's some fuzzy. of the memory is a little fussy. <laughs> a little fuzzy. <laughs> so maybe that's why the story is kind of you know, you know, it's all over the place kind of i guess yeah. i don't know but i mean i mean everybody's <laughs> stories are also valid too yes. so um yeah it was just interesting too because they were talking about like some of the the like laws and stuff that were like super barbaric too They're... just to read about that stuff like and, and in around 1967 they were still like in they were there was a law from 1845 that was still enacted at that time that was like basically you had to have three pieces of clothing on that were that match your ge- that match your like given gender, given gender mm-hmm. or else you were in violation and then they would yeah. like t- they would like have a female officer take you to the bathroom and like check what's between your legs wild like that's i mean not wild it, it was like it's just shocking to be like wow i didn't know that that was extreme and it goes to show that you know the way people presented um has been a thing yeah forever forever <laughs> forever mm-hmm. like you know since i don't know since people became in charge of others yeah <laughs> i guess like it's been um a thing yeah you know there's been gender non-conforming people mm-hmm. as long as humans have been alive mm-hmm. and everything's kind of made up <laughs> Um, but they're gonna come for us. Yeah, they're gonna come for us. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I also wanted to touch base on how Marsha P. Johnson was such a monumental person when it came to um, the expression of gender expression and mm-hmm. finding your own gender and like figuring that out. It, like we wouldn't have like non-binary. We wouldn't have like all these terms if it wasn't for her. Yeah, that's something that I, I really w- did want to mention mm-hmm. because she she broke the norm mm-hmm. um, a lot of uh, and she did it 
loudly yeah. and i think that was the difference she did it loudly and she unapologetically unapologetically and just think of the laws during that time and how scary it would be to do what she did yeah and she still did it mm-hmm. and just the, and the paid act, the price for it and, also and she paid the price for it yeah um and it, which is so so devastating yeah. their, their stories are so they're so beautiful and sad and filled with so much pain yeah. and i just wish they would have gotten the recognition they mm-hmm. deserved while they were alive mm-hmm. because um during that time they didn't yeah like yes there is a lot of people in the community there are a lot of people in the community that do recognize them from then like because they knew them and whatnot but i feel like i still feel like they're not mentioned enough yeah to this day Mm -hmm. yeah and it's marcia did it so unapologetically and so eloquently uh, yeah and and like pioneered it so much that she even made it part of her name mm-hmm. like the p, oh, yeah, the, p. Yeah, the p stands for pay it no mind <laughs> yes and i'm like i never knew that like i love that like mm-hmm. because people would ask her you know what are you this what are you that and yeah. she said pay I'm it no me. mind i'm me honey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that i was like that's amazing i had no idea that's yeah. another something i learned another something i learned is that also like so when in, in one of the documentaries they were talking about the types of gay clubs mm-hmm. and there was a straight gay club mm-hmm. and it was basically like all the straight married men quote unquote straight married men who yeah. would like visit gay clubs to like it was their club it was like an upper class whatever yeah. kind of club where they would visit and like you hook up and then go home like yeah. it's so <laughs> it's crazy yeah mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous like Something, something's yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trash, trash man. <laughs> trash man. Trash man. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's, I, I'd really encourage you to also like the listeners to like go and listen to those documentaries. The, mm-hmm. the podcasts are really, they're short episodes. There's a lot more in there and there's so many stories and there's so many documentaries too um, that have uh, even more stories about what was happening that night in different perspectives on um because like from factual it was from like the you know part of it was the mayor crackdown and like the mafia like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but there's other people who have different theories about why it was happening yeah and also something i i just that just came to mind was the conditions that stonewall was in Mm -hmm. during this time like now it's like a really bougie bar Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you go to new york it's a very bougie bar but back then because it was run by the mafia and they knew that um queer people were the ones that would go Mm -hmm. the conditions of like of the glasses like they didn't have running water in the the bar Mm -hmm. so what they would do they would they had this like recycled water yeah like bucket, a bucket. <laughs> and they would just like rinse it and then dry it and then reuse the glasses and mm-hmm. it's crazy that's what they were saying is that they actually like passed around like viruses yes. because they would be re- that's what i was saying is like the mafia was they're not to be like uh like exalted they're, because yeah. they did this thing and stepped up so gay people could have a bar no mm-hmm. they did it to price gouge into like mm-hmm. further you know because they knew gay people had no choice mm-hmm. to just be there but like it was kind of funny too because some of those people in the documentary were like oh i didn't buy a drink there like you could see how dirty it was like i did not buy a drink there. yeah and they were watered down yeah and, oh man. and they were saying that like the mob was it was basically like liquor that had fallen off a truck mm-hmm. so like they didn't even they were everything was 100 percent profit in there for those people they they owned the jukeboxes they owned like the cigarette machines mm-hmm. like they ba- it was all profit for them like they basically had to play pay the rent yeah. and like pay off the cops and yeah. like that like that's what they had to pay yeah it's wild it's crazy it is really crazy yeah. and they owned like 
most of the bars mm-hmm. in that in like Greenwich Village. Like, yeah. it's just what it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and so sad. Yeah, but, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's so wild. What was the thing you were saying about the? Excuse me, the top floor of Stonewall. Oh, so I heard. I don't. I, I was listening to um a podcast. I was listening to You're Wrong About podcast and it was the stonewall uprising episode Mm -hmm. and they had mentioned something about how there's two floors to stonewall and there was um on the second floor they were running a sex ring um and it was all um black males um up in the second floor um and that's something that i don't know if it's true or not but that's one of the stories wow yeah crazy and uh yeah i guess (laughs) straight in quote yeah men <laughs> straight uh, rich rich men would go yeah. there i was i was dying because they kept calling it a straight gay bar and i was like what <laughs> it doesn't it's crazy yeah um also though the the something i noticed to astrology talk a little bit um so a lot of people were talking about how that night it was the biggest moon the biggest brightest moon they saw uh-huh. so i was like ooh, full moon energy that oh, night wait, was it that's multiple people were saying the sun the the moon was so bright we didn't even need the street lights what i was like Whoa. yeah that's crazy that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> i never knew I, but yeah. there's even like footage and it's like you can see the moon in the footage like that's crazy wild but so. that explains it yeah <laughs> uh, people being fucking fed up with being treated like mm-hmm. not humans yeah it's, it's crazy. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Our history is so sad. Yeah. It's and that was the thing too. I was kind of struggling with um some of the like facts I was learning about the laws back then. Mm-hmm. And they're so it was so awful and devastating that I just didn't even know if I wanted to bring them up because mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's a good place to um to know from or it's a good thing to know the history, but it's just so because those laws aren't current laws, mm-hmm. it's just I don't even know if I want to bring up that triggering like response. Mm-hmm. It sucks yeah. even seeing that. It was just like ugh, like the the laws were ridiculous mm-hmm. and disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I don't even think they deserve a moment. Yeah, I don't even want to bring them back into existence. Agreed. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll leave it there. But yeah. the relationship between uh, Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera was mm-hmm. very beautiful. They were friends, mm-hmm. and they. They both very much cared about each other mm-hmm. um, in the documentary. I saw a lot of, um, like, there was a lot of footage of Sylvia grieving Marsha, mm-hmm. and she always was mentioning her. Oh, yeah. Um, and unfortunately, Marsha died, and to this day, we don't know exactly what happened. Um, it became a cold case. Um in that documentary, um, uh, there's a person that was trying to figure out or, and solve the mystery of her death um, because there there were theories that she was murdered, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and in it's very very sad. Um, we don't know exactly what happened, but um, yeah. The, and then there was a point where Sylvia um, uh, they showed Sylvia in a very vulnerable state. Um, oh yeah yeah when she she ended up being homeless for about 18 months and um and then after that i believe a group of um of queens 
reopened star mm-hmm. and they brought her in mm-hmm. and I, it was such a full circle moment yeah um and unfortunately sylvia died from uh, liver disease at the age of 50 mm-hmm. yeah it was even um marcia's roommate randy wicker mm-hmm. um was talking about her and even like that documentary the marsha p johnson one I, it was i believe it's a few years old mm-hmm. and even him tearing up just talking about her this many years later yeah. is like that's all you need to know about the type of person marsha was Mm -hmm. is that like the the mere thought of her for him is like it already it makes him tear because of how much he missed her and loved her it's just like that's what everybody was talking Talking about about her Mm -hmm. like it it made me so emotional i'm even getting emotional yeah i know i was like about it (laughs) again stop looking at me (laughs) because we're both gonna tear up yeah it's just like she was such a beautiful human being and um (laughs) it just makes me sad that um that she didn't get that recognition and her mm-hmm. her life was cut so short and um we really really like oh tribute to her mm-hmm. and Sylvia Rivera and mm-hmm. all the trans people mm-hmm. that were in the front lines mm-hmm. um during the protests um and and everyone that was there too I and mean, everyone yeah. yeah everyone that was there um mm-hmm. we we owe it to them yeah um to where we are and we still have ways to go because we still are fighting for trans rights as we speak yeah. and um we i mean we need to do the same yeah 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 Ugh, heavy side <laughs> heavy side of uh this episode yeah but i would love to hear if anybody has any uh, any other stories or any other um sources you've come across that mm-hmm. we don't know about that any I, books yeah books mo- you know anything mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> i don't know uh i don't know i think that's the, i think that wraps it up kind yeah, of that's yeah that's kind of the gist of our take on mm-hmm. what we gathered about Stonewall mm-hmm. and um, the uh, gay li- gay rights uh, liberation front yeah. and all that. Yeah, we hope you had a happy and safe Pride. Yes. Um, this happy episode pride. will come out on the close of yeah. it. So happy Pride. Happy Pride forever mm-hmm. and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. And we are all family and we, we are all loved. We love you. We love each other and we support one another, especially our trans um, folks mm-hmm. out there. So... Um, I guess we'll start doing socials. I wanted to read something real quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I always do that. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I'm finding it. <laughs> it was kind of a post I found a while ago or a couple days ago or something that I posted on my personal Instagram. So if you follow that, you probably know. Um, basically, it was saying, I'm not sure who said it, but it was. it says, gay pride was not born of a need to celebrate being gay, but our right to exist without persecution. So instead of wondering why there isn't a straight pride movement, be thankful you don't need one. Exactly. So, yeah. That's the gist of pride. That is it. Now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> on that note, I guess we'll do our socials. Yeah. Please follow us on Instagram. It's one thing queer. And my personal Instagram is specsrayx. And my personal Instagram is at Jenny Lynn Bouton. And if you would like to come on the show or if you have any stories or questions or need advice, feel free to email us at onethingqueer at gmail.com. We also have a TikTok. It is at One Thing Queer Podcast. And <laughs> we just, say it every week. Just go don't follow. E- don't even say it. <laughs> just go follow. We'll post eventually. We will. <laughs> We, we have a lot of posts on there already, but if, if you're um, just tuning in, we have a lot of posts on there. We're trying, y'all. Yeah, we're trying, y'all. But, um, it's rough. It's rough <laughs> up in here. All right. But, but yeah, happy Pride, everyone. We love you all. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's Stay safe out there. Yeah, stay safe out there. Yeah. And um, I guess we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Yeah. All right.
Bye. Bye. Graphics by BexUniverse.co. Music by Jacody.